Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a wallow and a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2 Rewatch. Hey, hello, peeps, and welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows. This is Tori. And this is Rebecca, and we are watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2, Episode 2, Some Assembly Required. Yes. So, this is a, a Monster of the Week episode. Yes, and a very specific monster, real homage to Mary Shelley. That is exactly what I wrote in my notes as well. Down to the word, homage to Mary Shelley. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and Bride of Frankenstein, you know, I don't know if she didn't have that in hers, did she? I've actually never read it. I've only seen, you know, references to it and movies and stuff. So now that I didn't check, I have read it. And I believe the monster wants him to make a partner for him. Mm, okay. I do not believe he does. I know okay. he, I know there is never a partner successfully wandering around with the monster, but there may be the beginnings of an attempt. And I do believe the monster either kills or seriously injures, I think kills Dr. Frankenstein's bride. Yes, that's what I remember, at least from one of the movies. Yeah. I think yeah, the one where um, Robert De Niro played the monster. Oh, I'm not sure if I saw that, but that's legit. Okay. I think it would have been hysterically funny, although inappropriate for this particular show, if they would have done a shout out to Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> and... uh had one of the characters start going oh sweet mysteries of life (laughs) at last i found (laughs) that would have been i think really funny but again inappropriate for this show sure sure (laughs) all right hey lay a summary on me okay buffy awaits the rising of a vampire when angel appears and they quibble The vampire gets slain, and Buffy notices a body has been stolen when she tumbles into an empty grave. Giles is working up the nerve to ask Jenny out. Willow and Cordelia sign up for the science fair to be accosted by a creepy, creepy camera crook, Eric, while science fair whiz Chris gives Willow some tips. The team discovers the missing body belongs to a girl who died in a car crash, along with two other girls, quite recently. Angel, looking for Buffy, scares Cordelia into a dumpster (laughs) where they discover parts of the missing girls. The crew search lockers of the suspects and find Chris and Eric seem to have some real Dr. Frankenstein plans. We we learn Chris reanimated his dead brother, Daryl, and is working on making him a female companion, but they need a head. Giles fails an attempt to ask Jenny out, but she succeeds in asking him. Chris and Eric are foiled in an attempt to (laughs) 
nab. <laughs> I couldn't read my own <laughs> In attempt to nab Cordelia by Buffy. Daryl and Eric try for Cordelia again and successfully get her to their lab. Chris helps Buffy foil their plans, along with Xander, Willow, Giles, and Jenny. A fiery inferno is generated and Daryl perishes along with the pieces of the partner that was never animated. Everyone else makes it out, and Xander misses out an opportunity to go out with a thankful Cordelia. What a doofus. Yeah. Not you, Xander. <laughs> yeah. No, I absolutely knew Your you were talking about Your summary was good. <laughs> <laughs> doofus thinking you could write a summary <laughs> xander is a doofus 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 i mean they're talking about how they can't get a date and mm -hmm. the date walks up to him and he fails yeah fails miserably on a yeah. spectacular scale yes all the boys in this episode and all being three boys one who is no longer living mm-hmm have some real trouble with the opposite sex. Yeah. That creepy Eric kid, sociopath. Oh, Eric is awful. Yeah. Eric is awful. Got a few uh few issues with the female peoples. Yes. And if the percentage of sociopaths in this high school translates to a percentage in all high schools we are doomed <laughs> yeah yeah i would have to agree with that unfortunately but i'm also going to think that that that's an exaggeration for sunnydale and we should not extrapolate to other schools <laughs> agreed that would be like us doing the vampire per capita it just living on the hellmouth it's just a different situation exactly so, yeah, uh, I have general kind of overview questions or not overview questions, overview comments, but Go I kind of want to save them. Well, I kind of want to oh. save them for the end. Okay. Okay. Well, let's do that instead. Okay. So let's just, shall we just, in. great, great. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Open in the graveyard with Angel mm -hmm. and Buffy talking about that uh, night at the bronze. Yes. 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 We see that it that Angel definitely does have a little burr in his bonnet. And just before we go too deeply in that, I want to say that I do think they are always trying to make sure to remind us that Buffy is still young mm -hmm. because she acts so maturely in some of her battling. But I yeah. think sometimes they go too far. I do <laughs> not know that she would be playing with a yo-yo. While waiting for this vampire, <laughs> I thought that was maybe a shot a little too youthful, but I, I think I know what they're doing with that. I hadn't thought about that as I watched that scene, but what you're saying makes total sense to me. <laughs> so back to Angel and Buffy. I don't like this petulant fighting and... They know they have no chance. They're doomed, right? This cannot work right, out. Right. But the little petulant fighting between adolescents who like each other, except Angel should know better because he's hundreds of years old, uh, <laughs> continues. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. It was not particularly fun to watch, although I did appreciate 
Buffy statement when you know she's saying she did it to make him crazy and she's like behold my success yes she's right but I agree that Angel should definitely know better and and you know he that- always walks away he does he does doesn't engage in the right. the high school banality of relationships although having just said that one of the comments I was going to make at the end, I'm going to make now. Okay. It was like, what is up with that stupid jacket? Yes. And I was digging around online. And evidently, they put Angel in that jacket um, because Xander wore a same jacket or similar jacket in Prophecy Girl. And of course, oh, you're kidding yeah, me. Yeah. And of course, we see through this whole episode that Angel is as jealous of Xander as Xander is jealous of Angel. 100%. So I was like, interesting. I didn't catch it. I was just like, why do they have him in that jacket? Which is dorky, dorky yeah. windbreaker. Yeah. 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 That you would expect like a 50 year old man to wear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But of course, Angel is 241, but he generally dresses a little young for his age. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Anyways, not to get us off did- track there. <laughs> I did think it was funny when Buffy fell into the open grave. <laughs> she just, you know, it was just one of those mm-hmm. just suddenly gone because she just completely plummeted into the. <laughs> I did like the shot when she's kind of rising up from it, you know, and it's just yes. kind of the headshot, which is, of course, a very good kind of foreshadow foreshadow for the headless girls. Mm hmm. Which I in actually fact, hadn't really caught until I was just speaking out loud here. I'm like, oh my gosh, Tori. Nice. <sighs> Stop watching these episodes late at night. <laughs> well, at this moment, I wrote down, will we get a little Bride of Frankenstein's monster action going on? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good so tip. I really had the Frankenstein connection quite quickly in this yeah. episode. Yeah. I was on Crosswatch. The necklace? Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't think that sentence was over. But crosswatch. Okay, got it. I totally fell off crosswatch. What did you find? I didn't think it looked any different. Okay, okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't in another episode. We just have to continue crosswatch. We need to continue crosswatch. Yeah. And I she need doesn't to re- necessarily wear the same one every time. But that yes. big one that is from Angel... It looked the same to me. Okay. Okay. Yes. I just need to remember we're on crosswatch. (laughs) That's the other thing (laughs) I need to do. So I'm back on the case. Yeah. Because I don't think we need to worry about uh, Master the Red-Nosed Vampire Watch anymore. Right. We think we've put that to bed. Yeah. I mean, actually, now I'm trying to remember if he shows up in like flashback scenes or anything in the future. I don't. Maybe. But I literally mm-hmm. cannot remember, so it must not have been too impactful on me. Okay. Okay, so good think, to know. Yeah, so I don't think we really need to worry about that one watch anymore. Okay. Okay. Very good. And we put burn watch on Angel's chest to bed because we saw his chest and no burn. Right. Right. So we have sunset a couple of these. So we're making progress on our watches. Yes. I'm sorry. I was trying not to really burst out laughing when you're like, so we sunset some of these. 
as we're talking about a vampire show. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm honey, and I didn't even know it. That's right. <laughs> oh. Okay. I, so we move. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love the first scene after the opening credits in the library when Buffy and Sandra walk in on Giles practicing yes. asking out Ms. Calendar. And I love that he has put a chair out for her. <laughs> I mean, this is just, instead of just practicing, he really has gone all out. I'm surprised there wasn't like some physical representation of her sitting in the chair. <laughs> like a little drawing that would have been funny. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to go give the guy a break because Xander and Buffy are teasing him so much and he really does not take that well. No. No. But I liked the Cyrano illusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Buffy's advice was good. Be cash. You know, that's what she does and succeeds. And like, he doesn't even realize what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I like this thing. You like this thing. You want to do yeah. this thing. And do you like Mexican? Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Giles, do I like Mexicans? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, Giles, you do. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> Which made me have to go get Mexican food. Oh, so, not yes. the same night because I was watching it late, but I did have to go get it for lunch the next day. So planted the seed <laughs> planted the seed of course i'll eat mexican any day of the week so we have meredith todd is the dead girl and i can't believe this yet another another teenager and in fact three dead and these aren't even involved with buffy at all in fact they go to another high school but mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just cannot it is not safe to be a teenager in this town in that county evidently <laughs> apparently um but i guess sunnydale in the surrounding region yeah i mean i guess um, sunnydale might have another high school but it seems to me that if they have two high schools then it's a little bigger than we're led to believe right season one right because cordelia's like oh the bad side of town isn't far from the good side of town because we don't have a lot of town well, it can't be that far because yeah. these three girls got buried in the same cemetery. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's maybe it's like the Catholic school or something. Because mm. we did have, you know, in my small town, which was only like 8,000 people when I was growing up, we had two elementary schools, a middle school, and then a high school. But there was a Catholic school. Yes, as well so maybe it was that kind of situation or maybe in the 90s it was a charter school (laughs) well i'm gonna leave this to you because my there were tons of high schools and my i can't name all the high schools that were in my city (laughs) (laughs) and there were plenty of catholic schools as well it was not just one yeah we didn't have many yeah so okay so anything else about that that scene no, 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 no. So we're immediate. Then we're immediately introduced to creepy Eric taking all of those pictures. Oh, he's disgusting. Guy. Yeah, he's. I was going to call him a ferret, but that would insult ferrets everywhere. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't. He's ew, slimy, yeah. slimy. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, I'm like, dude. When you're in that kind of situation, although you know, I was a photographer for the yearbook. And 
I did take a lot of pictures, but I never ran up to people and was like, gee, 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 gee. And I bet you didn't say, look at those legs. And no. Willow was like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I did not do anything like that. I might have thought it about a few guys I was taking pictures sure, of. Sure, sure. <laughs> but thinking and saying are two different things. <laughs> yeah. I did like Cordelia's comments when she was signing up for the science fair. I don't think anyone should have to do anything educational in school if they don't want to. Yes. Yes. And that I was. To go, Cordelia, you know, as a teacher, I think that statement's already too, too. Too, too, too true. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we got a really positive introduction to Chris. Mm-hmm. Smart guy giving mm-hmm. Willow some tips that aren't condescending, mm-hmm. proving her topic. He just seemed great and trying to put Eric in line. Yeah. Seems like a good guy. And I just want to mention that in this scene in the background, Cordelia, I just, I'm on diversity alert here, trying to see anybody of color Mm -hmm. in this high school. Mm -hmm. And Cordelia is talking to at least one guy of color in the background. That is so weird because I did the exact same thing. I think I counted eight whole different students of color. Nice. Okay. Well, at least Sunnydale isn't completely white. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the vampires have always been diverse, as we talked about. Absolutely. Season one, but no, the school, somebody must Mm -hmm. have said something. I'm sure it was brought up. There's that how white Sunnydale is. Well, I mean, we even talked about it in the season one wrap up, but with the whole Nazi thing from that paper I talked about. Yep. Yep. So anyhow. Clearly, they're making a few strides here, but we'll see if they keep small, small, but something. Mm -hmm. This is not my trivia question, but did you catch the pop culture reference here by Buffy? Mm. Give me a little hint. She's coming up to get Willow when Chris. Oh, was it those dancers, Roger and whatever, Grace and the it was a two names right i didn't get the reference well i think it was to um siskel and ebert there is a reference to siskel and ebert at some point but that's not the one i was thinking about oh but it's their first names huh yeah they use their first names and i think okay but that's not this one all right i didn't i didn't get that one either but i was like who are those two (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so which one so which one are you referring to the bat signal Oh, yes. Okay. Now that is a reference I understand. And Mm -hmm. I was a little surprised that she said it in front of everybody. I'd have been like, what bad signal? Yeah. And I was puzzled by who Daryl was because Mm -hmm. Cordelia seemed bent out of shape about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, we have seen two boyfriends of Cordelia. And I had to look back, but it's it was Mitch and it was Kevin. Right. And no Daryl. So at this moment, now we do have it explained before the end of the episode, but I'm like, who is this (laughs) Daryl? Yeah. Yeah. She does wax on about her pain about Daryl's death. Yeah. And of course, maybe we should start doing how many insults fly back and forth between Xander and Cordelia watch. (laughs) Mm. This will be myriad. (laughs) Yeah. Because Xander's really 
starting to kind of increase. Dig, dig in deep. Yes. 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 It was like he had guts for a while and then he totally begged off and now he's back into it. Yeah. Ugh, Xander. I did also mm-hmm. like Giles's remark in the scene about zombies don't eat the flesh of the living. <laughs> Immediately, the thought that someone forgot to tell Robert Kirkman about that popped yes. into my head. <laughs> Nice. Like that kind of blows the whole premise of The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we show creators create mythology that they need. Exactly. So, but that's all I got about that particular scene. All right. What next? Next, I think we're back in the graveyard, aren't we? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Though <laughs> I can't remember if it's this scene or the scene before where Buffy calls Angel Ange for short. And I'm like, does this really need to be shortened? <laughs> okay, so we're back in the graveyard, mm-hmm. and I didn't care too much for the dividing labor among gender lines. <laughs> yeah. And my whole thought was, why did they need to dig anyway? Excellent they question. They had to dig, right? Because even if it was... A relatively fresh grave, right? Because we know these three girls were killed, what, three weeks ago or a month ago or something like that? You know, I think it was very recently. Well, weeds, as we know, as gardeners, grow back really, really, really fast. Yes. So even if the grave had been within a week, right, we would see weeds on top of it. And if somebody had dug up the grave, we would see all those weeds disturbed. And plus, why would they rebury this casket when they left and leave the other one wide open open. right yes that's that was my biggest discrepancy yeah so that plot point does not make sense they really did a lot of problems with the plot points yes 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 i think that's all very fair yeah so so my next note is okay we're going to find out about daryl so we learn that daryl epps is chris's older brother he won all state two years ago and died perhaps rock climbing i think that's what it was yes and it's interesting to me because when we do see daryl he's got all of the frankenstein monster you know cuts and scars on his face or whatever and squared head (laughs) yeah but i didn't quite understand it seems like his body just got reanimated whole right it wasn't a bunch of pieces stitched together like he's doing with the girls so i wasn't sure why all of the scarring on the face was necessary, but it certainly gave us the Frankenstein's monster. Well, that is definitely my biggest criticism that I was going to bring up at the end of the episode. This The whole plot makes no sense. Because, <laughs> mainly because of that, right? Like, why just reanimate Daryl as a whole, but you yes. got to cut up these women? Well, here here was my guess on that. Okay was they were in a car accident. So maybe some of Parts the pieces, were damaged. Yes. And like maybe all the heads were damaged. I know they brought up the formaldehyde thing later, but then I didn't know how the brother could have I'm sure he was involved, you know. Anyway, I I thought maybe it was damaged that one hand got crushed or whatever else. And so they were taking the pieces that were in the best condition yeah that's my other big criticism the biology in this is so bad (laughs) (laughs) i mean 
none of those cells in those girls would be alive to be reanimated because they would have been embalmed. I mean, oh, just nothing. And cutting off the head is going to paralyze yes. the individual. So, uh, yeah, lots of yeah. biology problems. <laughs> lots yes. of biology problems. Well, and the the good thing about this is that never succeeds, right? Right. Maybe it never would have succeeded. Right. This is a very different thing than reanimating the whole brother, which also makes no sense. Still, at least we didn't see it raise its head and then die or yeah. whatever. It, yeah. it, it never happened. I thought they should have just gone full on weird science with it. Do you remember that 1980s movie? I am familiar with the movie. I don't know if I've ever seen it. It's these two boys like create this woman, right? right. It's all hot and everything. Yeah. Using a Barbie doll. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, I mean, there are weird science vibes in this episode, but I was like, just go full on weird science. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's and cool. Cordelia, to an attempt to save her own life, is like, hey, just leave me alive. You don't have to bring anybody back to life. I'll yeah. Just- I'll just stay with you like this. Yeah. (laughs) Job done. See, now she can think fast. Yes. In those situations. You know, she can't. This is not the first time, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But she has terrible choice in men because they all seem to come to unfortunate ends. Yes. That is for sure. Before we move on too far, though, I do have to say... I think one of the best lines in the episode is from around here. This is before Cordelia's in the parking lot and Willow's explaining about who Daryl is. Yes. And Buffy's like, he broke Cordy's heart, thus proving the existence of it. (laughs) Well philosophized. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That might be my favorite line of the episode. Nice. Although Xander's karma cough. Oh, yes. That's also good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Why do these awful things keep happening to me? Karma. (coughs) Yep. (laughs) All righty. All righty. All righty. Okay. I did. I guess that brings us up to the parking lot scene, doesn't it? It does. It does. Thoughts? So I knew it was Angel. Right. I told I knew it was Angel from the shiny shoes and the slow gait. <laughs> <laughs> he saunters. I, I didn't know it was Angel Tools. before seeing the shoes, but uh as soon as I saw the shoes, I was like, Oh, that is totally Angel. And right. I, what I wrote down exactly is I thought it was Angel following her with those shiny shoes and the slow gait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at this point, I mean they tell us pretty early on that Chris and creepy Eric are the big baddies. Yes. And so when you hear that noise, you automatically go to those guys, right? Oh, it's got to be Chris and Eric. It's got to be Chris mm-hmm. and Eric. So again, the, the show does a lot of misdirection. Yeah. But I think that's pretty common trope, you know, misdirection. But <laughs> knew, kind of those, knew those shiny shoes weren't either Chris or Eric. <laughs> uh, still wearing that stupid jacket. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, oy. Oy, oy, oy. And I... once again, Cordelia thinking quickly, she gets in the dumpster. Yeah. I'm not sure I would have gone there. <laughs> yeah. If I were but... scared enough, I totally would. And Charisma Carpenter is a good screamer. Yeah. 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 I finds the have... hand. 
I think I might have heaved instead of screamed. Oh, yeah. I pick and this. I mean, I can. I tell my students this all the time. I can do bones, but Not I can't flesh. do flesh on bones. Yeah. My yeah. I think that's a major difference. Yeah. My roommate in grad school, you know, was in forensic anthropology, and she used to work at the morgue a lot. And one day, mm-hmm. she's like, "Hey." we're going to go work on the gooey guy you want to come with. And I'm like, no, why would I want to go work on remains? You're calling the gooey guy. No, thank you. But that's that dark humor. You know, anybody in those kind of fields has to have to protect them. Sure. I got off track. That's okay. So we're angels talking to her in the dumpster. We've got a hand there and (laughs) angels. Angel's looking for Buffy, but just somehow comes upon Cordelia. (laughs) Oh, and Cordelia takes full advantage of that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Love it back in the library. And this really works to Angel's favor, right? I do Mm -hmm. love when they're in there and it's like, Xander, Angel. Oh, no, I think it's I think it's Buffy who first says Angel. And Angel says Xander, and Xander says Angel. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay, now that we're all accounted for, uh, what's up? Yeah. yeah. And you can feel the tension in the room. Yes. So Sarah Michelle Geller does a really good job with face acting in this one. Yes. Especially when Cordelia is like clinging all over Angel. Yes. I'm still fragile. Yes. I need somebody to take me home. But I will say, Cordelia does a lot of things, but I think Xander accuses her of being a liar. What I, my note is, I don't think Cordelia makes a big habit of lying. I don't think that's what she does a lot. Right. She does a lot of things, but right. I think lying is not really one of them. I think she says what she really believes in the moment. Yeah. So even though she says she's fragile, I think she really actually believes it in that. Oh moment. yeah, I I a hundred percent I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. So Willow is angel. Have you heard of the word no? Yeah, <laughs> just saunters on out with You're her on his arm. Forty-one years old, dude. Learn yeah. the word no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's hard for you to find anybody age appropriate, but you're really going young. (laughs) Which brings us to the most tragic figure of the episode, Chris and Daryl's mom. Oh, my gosh. I think that woman was a real smoker because I don't think anybody that's acting smoking is going to be able to blow it out their nose. Wow. Did you catch that? I mean, she's I was like, that's a real smoker there. No, I didn't. But that was very... Very sad. And Mm -hmm. one of those cases where she's mourning the one son so deeply, she's completely lost sight of the fact she has another son. Yeah. I think that's probably something that happens to some people when they lose a child. I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like. Mm -mm. So, But I will say... I have a little bit of a kinship with Daryl because his number is number five. And that was always my lucky sports number. Mm. So whenever I had a choice, I picked number five. (laughs) Hmm. Why did you think that was your lucky number? I don't know. I can't really answer that. It was, it stuck with me for so long. I don't really know its origin story, but 
I still consider it. I, I still consider it my number. I still, if there's some reason I have to pick a number, hmm. <laughs> I pick hmm. five. Yeah. Interesting. So Daryl and I have that in common. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lucky number. Well, I can't say that it has done a lot for me <laughs> other than give me a go-to. You know, that's that's it. There you go. Pick a number between one and ten. <laughs> Was the school that you and I were both taught at the fifth school you taught at? Oh, let me think about that. One, two, three. No, it was my fourth. Uh, oh, well, it, do I include graduate school? No, I was just thinking about the ones you actually taught at. That where I was. Oh, you ta- did you teach in graduate school? I was a TA. I would say, yeah, that counts. Oh, then it is five. Woohoo. <laughs> it Interesting. is a number because then you met me. <laughs> there you go. But the, the, the tricky thing is it, it predates all of that. It was my volleyball number. Mm. It was just predicting the future. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It all hangs together. What? And okay, so where the fates were going. And you, there you go. meet a very good lifelong friend at the fifth school you teach at. <laughs> I love it. I'd love to have a little more positive <laughs> prophecy in my life. I think that's fantastic. <laughs> now I'm the prophecy girl. No, you are the prophecy girl, but we're but there is no vampires biting you. I oh, that is do, true. I will not allow it. I will not. That allow is it. true. Although that was my recurring nightmare as a a child and into my teenage years, even. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Yeah. This I didn't know. Uh yeah. I don't talk about it too much. In fact, when there are scenes, and this comes, I even blame my brothers about this because mm. I. Remember them sitting on me. It was a Saturday afternoon and they were like literally holding my eyes open, forcing me to watch this vampire movie on television. Oh. And I'm going, Dad, Dad. Oh. <laughs> he, oh. comes, he comes and he's like, let her up. <laughs> but I've been traumatized by vampires ever since. <laughs> and yet you are oddly drawn to their fiction. I am. I am. What can I say? I'm a little bit of a masochist in that way. Or perhaps it's how you cope. <laughs> how you cope with the trauma. Okay. Where the heck are we? Are we in the law? Lo- are we looking through the lockers now? I think we're looking through the lockers now. Okay. Well, we have come to my trivia question. Okie dokie. So my trivia question is, what are the names of the other two cheerleaders that died? Oh, you know, I almost wrote that down. Uh, a few moments later. I think one is either Sarah, Sandra, Sophie. I don't know. I'm just, I know one is with the S and I think, I don't know what the other one is. The two other cheerleaders, and I had to get closer to the TV to be able to read them from the news article, Jane Atkins and Kathy Ryan. Oh, wow. I was like way off. <laughs> That's all right. I when I thought you were kind of going with plain names at first, but then mm-hmm. Sophie. Uh, anyway, that those are the two. Oh, you know where I'm getting that S name from is from a one of the gravestones in oh, the cemetery. That's fair, but it's but that doesn't mean it was attached to one of those girls. So 
You know, one thing that was interesting to me is the girls all seem to have J's on their sweaters. Yeah, I did read that online. That even though the school was started with an F, Fondren, Fondren, Fondren yeah. High School. Yeah, so that's a weird discontinuity that people didn't catch. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was I was like, what are they, the Junior Squad or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because what what the heck is Fondren? Maybe that was, that's a weird high school name too. Maybe they were like the Fondren Jackals or something. <laughs> Ah, uh, perhaps. Yes. Maybe it was more connected to their mascot. Or the Jaguar. Wow. Okay. Well, that was that was my trivia question. Nice. That was a good one. I thought about it. Like I said, I was like, I should write those names down. But I did not. I thought you might ask me what, what the names of one of the books in Chris's Locker. Uh, <laughs> I have those yeah. written down as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have not yet come up although i think we're getting close to my trivia okay. question okay <laughs> let's see oh i did have a get over it xander moment mm-hmm. when he's talking with buffy and willow and he's like you know people don't fall in love with what's right in front of them people want yes. the dream and i'm like dude get over it already 100 percent. jeez it was old by episode 12 of season yes seven. It's starting to become ancient. Yes. In season how, two. how often can we beat this horse that is already seriously expired? Yes. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So then they come up uh, upon Giles. Yes. <laughs> Giles. And he isn't this. Up in this episode. Yes. He's, he's, he's full on serious Giles. In this episode. And I think right before they meet up with Giles, or maybe Giles is with them, they walk down the infamous stairs that Harmony fell down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we see those a lot in yeah, the first three yeah. seasons. And, and when when he sees Miss Calendar, and he calls her Miss Calendar, and she <laughs> says, Miss Calendar is my father. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was thinking to myself, oh, is this, does Miss Calendar have two moms, you know, or is this sure just being funny or what? But it really made me laugh. Oh, I really like her a lot. Oh, me too. Me too. And I love how Giles just butchers it. And she just totally asks him out. Mm-hmm. Mexican food and all. Perfect. You go, Miss Calendar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this brings me to my trivia question. Oh, Okay. Okay. Whose office is next to the computer lab? Oh, jeez. I I didn't even, I don't even know where we're looking here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to guess Snyder's. It I, have no I figured oh! you'd guess it even if you didn't know it. <laughs> Hooray. Okay, but I totally lucked into that. <laughs> yeah, there's a big sign that said Principal Snyder. Okay. Okay. Nice. And we're really now up to the line that infuriated me the most. And I just wanted to like smack this kid's face. (laughs) It's just one lousy girl. Psychopath. And I have Eric is a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holy cow. That boy got some serious issues. 
I wish he would have gone down in the fire. Yeah, it's kind of a. They, I think I was gonna say it's kind of a drag that he lived, but they, as they dragged him out, I was like, oh, they were. I caught my pun before I was really getting into it, but. <laughs> but then I was completely, I I was like, whoa, when we saw that Chris has already brought back his brother. Yeah, Frank and Daryl. Frank and Daryl. I'd like to take credit for that. I really would. <laughs> but I read it in an article on this website called AV Club, and the writer was Noel Murphy. So, but I was oh like, I'm going to use it anyways, but I'll just give Mr. Murphy his credit as credit is due. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and I-, I must admit, I my empathy ratcheted up for Chris here because he's the little brother. Mm-hmm. He's always lived in his brother's shadow. And yeah. again, what has he done so far? Disturbing dead bodies, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I'm going to put pretty low on the list of horrific things that can happen because he has not hurt anyone. Yeah. And his intentions and motives really seem, really seem pure. And he is a little genius. I mean, wow, he brought his brother back mm-hmm, to life. Mm-hmm. And here's where I was like, okay, this is absolutely the bride of Frankenstein that we're going here to. <laughs> yeah, because so, the implication is they did it all through science, right? And not yes. through any kind of mystical thing. Yes, that is absolutely what we're led to believe. Currents and things. Yes. Electricity is involved. Electricity. Though no lightning coming from. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Daryl selects Cordelia to be his head. Mm -hmm. And it seems, well, we'll get to, we'll get to the Daryl Cordelia Mm -hmm. meetup later, which I had some more questions there. Yeah. Daryl really lays the guilt on Chris into finishing the puzzle girl. What yes. have you done for me lately? Ooh. Yes, but Daryl's existence does seem pretty miserable, just locked up in this dingy basement. Yeah, that's fun. Come back from the dead, live in our basement. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I guess there's a, a discontinuity in this scene too. When uh, Psycho Eric cuts off Cordelia's yes. head out of that picture, he cuts her hair off. But when we see it on the diagram of the body later it shows her long locks oh of course mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i did appreciate the use of the mother and showing her as a living zombie oh wow and then the son daryl of course is the reanimated zombie Jeez, nice juxtaposition mm-hmm I thought so. Yeah, she she really is just kind of like a living zombie. Yeah, completely. So do we move on to the foiled attempt at nabbing Cordelia? In the once again, very dark girls locker room. Why? I ask it again. Why does anybody bother to go into the girls locker room? Would never, would never bother going in there. And I really must say, Cordelia is totally driven by responsibility. I mean, here mm-hmm. she has nearly been abducted. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, nope, no time for talking. I've got to be the apex of the pyramid. <laughs> yeah. I was impressed. I'm, I'm, I am impressed continuously with Cordelia's resilience. <laughs> she really, this is why the frig- fragile comment earlier is doubly funny, right? Because she's right. not, she bounces back. She's fragile when she wants to be fragile. Yes. Yes. You know, and another more proof that that mother is totally a zombie. That must have been a heck of a ruckus in the basement. <laughs> yeah. And yet, uh, yeah, I'm still going to watch my tapes of my son. Yep. Smoke my cigarettes. Exactly. Let's see. My next note is wonder if Daryl will join a football play while he is there. <laughs> he was really reminiscing, looking at the players playing. and Yeah. He looks very sad. Yeah. Yes. And in Mary Shelley's book, you also have to have some empathy for this creation, right? And the same is true here. I mean, this was an act of love by Chris, but look at this existence. Right. Right. The quote monster didn't ask for it. Yes. It is put upon them both the frankenstein monster and the daryl monster yes frank and daryl frank and daryl so my next thing was about jenny and giles really hit the concession stand <laughs> and i like how xander just helps himself to the popcorn yes yes <laughs> i just i just continually like jenny more and more she is just super cool mm-hmm she has layers. She's a techno-pagan. She goes to Burning Man. And now we find out she likes high school sports. Yeah, clearly into American football. Yes. Giles dissing it. Giles, don't diss on a first date. Giles does not have much game. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing he is Jenny's type. Yes. Yes. They're they're really, really good for each other. I love I just love their interaction and it's fun. Yeah. Okay. What do you have next? Let's see. Maybe we should just jump up into the lab scene. Yes. That sounds perfect. So I was under the impression that Cordelia and Daryl were dating, but Daryl seems to be like, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't Mm -hmm. give you the time of day Mm -hmm. so it seemed like it was more like she was into him and he wasn't really reciprocating she was probably a freshman and he was a senior Mm -hmm. and he probably didn't give her the time of day yeah but interesting yeah i did think it was convenient that they needed a generator at the school (laughs) so they could have (laughs) gasoline there and yet they would still need their bunsen burners (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice identification of the chemistry equipment. <laughs> oh yeah. And I did love the scene when Psycho Eric whips that knife at Buffy and she just catches it midair. Yes. He runs that away. Was, that was awesome. I am just watching this show Citadel uh-huh. and something similar happens in that that sort of proves the person was a spy because they, you know. Uh had the skills that their reaction time just was that good and they didn't even know it so anyway yes 
clearly Buffy has got skills. Mm-hmm. And I really must say about this scene that it was very cool that fire was the end of Daryl. Mm-hmm. Because at the very end of the book, Frankenstein, we don't see the monster actually burn himself. But he says, after he sees Victor Frankenstein dead, mm-hmm. he says he is going to build a funeral pyre, pyre and end it and oh. die. Wow. And so it was just, I thought it was very fitting mm-hmm. that Daryl was not pushed into the fire. Daryl went into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he went on to his own funeral pyre the way we are led to believe the monster is also going to do yeah now the monster really regretted what he'd done the violence that he had wrought Mm -hmm. and so you kind of see that perhaps the monster was redeemed i don't know that we really see that with (laughs) daryl daryl's not quite as complex (laughs) no he is not at all he's kind of a kind of a meathead but anyway i loved i did i did love the fire ending yeah, it seemed fitting. Mm-hmm. Very fitting. And then Xander just rolling Cordelia's journey through the flames. Yes. I'm like, Xander rides Cordelia out of the fire. I almost wrote down something similar. Well, the aftermath with like Willow and Xander talking about... <laughs> They're trouble dating and then Cordelia yeah. coming up with a very sincere thank you. Yeah. And Xander like not having anything of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Xander, Xander, Xander. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was big of Cordelia to be that sincere about it, but yeah. she got it. She got it thrown back in her face. But I can't feel too bad for her because <laughs> she throws plenty of stuff in people's faces. She does. She does. I'm surprised. I was a little bit surprised that Willow didn't call Xander on it. Yeah. But, but then again, you know, we know she's still got that torch for him. So why yes. would she bring it up? So. Yes. She doesn't want him going out with Cordelia either. Yeah. I did like Angel and Buffy walking hand in hand through the mist in the cemetery. At the this, and, you know, juxtaposed next to the opening scene with the two of them. Yeah. This was much more mature conversation. Yeah. But it was a nice bookend, right? Cemetery, cemetery. Yes, so, it was. It yeah. was. And this sort of petulant banter and a sort of mutual understanding at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when I first saw this episode, I was like, Bleh. but actually looking at it from a more critical perspective, I kind of was better able to appreciate the Frankenstein references and, mm-hmm. you know, the irony of Xander and Willow whining about not having dates and then clearly getting an almost an, an, an opening there mm-hmm. and just totally misses it. Yeah. So I think I like this better than yes. I did when I first saw it. I liked it. I really did. I really did like this episode. And I th- it's too bad Chris turned out a little bit creepy because I think Willow had a shot at Chris. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And maybe still. Do- I mean, again. 
Chris really hasn't done anything so terrible. <laughs> I was reading again online and I didn't know this, but evidently both Chris and Creepy Eric are in the senior, their senior um, yearbook. Oh. So clearly neither of them went to jail, even though, I mean, I can understand Chris getting a shorter time. Yes. But that Eric, Psycho Eric, I mean, he literally was trying to kill people. Attempted murder. Yeah, attempted murder. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And general perviness. (laughs) I'm sure that's part of the penal code. (laughs) What's your GP quotient? There you go. Well, you know, I said that there was some stuff I wanted to talk about at the end of, of the episode, but we actually kind of already covered them. While we were talking, you know, as it came up. Yeah. And the biology. Oh, yes. So. Okay. I was going to say you might enjoy reading Frankenstein, which is not terribly long, but Mm -hmm. you'd probably have major problems with that biology as well, because this, (laughs) this, at least the Buffy stuff was from like the 1990s. I think the I think the Frankenstein stuff is from like the eighteen nineties. <laughs> well, they were they knew some stuff by the eighteen nineties. Yes, yes, <laughs> but definitely liberties were taken. Oh, I'm sure. Artistic license, after yes. all, after yes. all. Yes, you may have you may give them a little more rope, given the <laughs> yes. the time frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But the but 1990s, no. Okay, okay, understood. <laughs> this is not new biology. <laughs> understood. Okay, well, I'll look forward to the next one. All right, well, I guess all we got to say is bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Wallowing in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us. Edited by Mo. The soundtrack for The Wallowing in the Shallows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 2 Rewatch, is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier, available on Gemendo.com. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe.